If you ever reach the bottom of the sea Don't look for me I will be Hello and welcome to the Occupied Podcast, a podcast discussing the Norwegian television show Occupied, but we're doing an off-season tour through the television show Nobel. Today we're going to be discussing episode number four. I'm Jack. I'm here with Sam and Gero. Hi. Hello. And uh, Kevin's not here, but in place of Kevin, we have my dog. <laughs> so. We pull comic relief. Yeah. yeah. So we it, apologize in advance for all the random sounds in the background. So if you hear a dog chewing in the background, that's him, and I apologize. Um, with that being said, I think we can jump into the episode. Is that Let's. cool with everybody? Um, so we start the episode off where we left episode three off with Erling entering the rehabilitation center. Cato Rehabilitation Center. And which what? Is, it's, uh, it's a real it's place. A real yes. I cool. looked it up. See, I can do research too. It's you not did. just for Jack. You, <laughs> yes, you did do a little bit of research today. You also did some research on uh, JP, right? Yes, I did. You want to tell me a little bit about him? Um, yeah, so... Gero and I had a fight because <laughs> about, the C- about the CGI. Okay, excuse me. What I said was the CGI of um, JP's legs, the, that or lack okay. thereof. And, that, and I thought it was too good to be CGI. So she, so she I believes was, that for he a has. While, I was like, maybe he doesn't have legs. And, and, and he's putting legs on him. And before. yeah, no, but like he because like before because before he was okay. wearing long pants and he could have like if he's really good at walking with prosthetics, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. So I thought and maybe he doesn't have legs. He has legs. Wait, how did you make sense of? All of the previous episodes in which he was he walking had legs. on. You thought those were the. Because he was wearing was... long pants. Oh, oh and okay. he could have okay, you, did, you offered a reason for that. Okay. Yeah, no. And what did you discover? That he has legs. Yeah. But, so the interesting part of this is, um, and you tell me if this is CGI. For some of the, sh- for some of the scenes, mm-hmm. it's not computer stuff. Mm-hmm. It's someone else's yeah. lower yeah. body. Yeah. Yeah. That's still yeah. CGI? It depends. So there's some trickery that they can do if there's physically another person there and in the same shot or it's not. And then they, they cut to a second shot of him. That's that's not CGI. But if they are digitally play, taking um, his lower his body. lower body and imposing it on there, I guess I would I would call that CGI as opposed to wholly creating you know something from scratch. That's that's different than like if you're making a dragon like we have to make a yeah. dragon as opposed to you know imposing it just over a, another guy but that's uh, what i imagine they did and i thought it was it was stitched pretty well i thought it was really great i know it's so you, cl- well you clearly bought it i totally bought it but it was it was fun. i read an article about it and they were like there are not a lot of people in norway with that injury so they were yeah. like there are probably like five people that in norway who oh, could yeah. be the body double here so huh. they found one who was willing to do it and huh. Huh, that's and, interesting. Were, and, and they also said that those scenes were the most expensive ones. Way more expensive than anything they shot in Morocco huh. or anything. Really? Yeah, way, way more expensive. Wow. Did you learn anything else about him? Did you uh, see he was a doctor? Oh, he's a doctor. Yeah, he's a medical In real doctor. life, he's oh, a, like, the uh, actor is a doctor? Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Good for him. Um, that is the conclusion of my research. I have done there, nothing there, there, more than that. And what is his name again? We should give the actual actor's name. You're the guys with the Facebook yeah, in front of you. You tell me. Um, Where are you, dude? Uh, right there. Anders Danielsen Lee. Thank you. Cool. That one. Um, so anyway, back into the episode. Erling shows up and is talking. And they, they this is the first time that Erling has visited since the incident. Well, how much time has passed? Did they give us a X weeks later kind of a thing? Well, presumably this is still in that. I think it's, yeah, May 5th. It's like May 5th or something. All of this is taking place within the same... I think when they Range go of, back to Afghanistan, it's in, in February. In, yeah, they say like twelve weeks before yeah, or something like I'm that. I'm pretty so sure it's a, it's a significant. And looking of time. at like when Sigurd was killed from his grave, I'm pretty sure it's February is where mo- everything we're seeing in Afghanistan is in February, mm-hmm. and everything that's we're seeing okay. in Oslo is in May. Okay. Um, I also I assume has um, Erling been back in no. for that whole amount of time? Okay, so my like, belief. I'm is just this trying is to percent. like judge the extent extent of his infraction. Yes. Like how much time did he could he have? I think yeah. Time? I mean, he's definitely been back for at least you know three or four okay. days, which I you know might have want to check on your brother by then. But obviously, Erling's been up to some stuff. Well, uh, maybe having some emotions that he doesn't. Yeah, want to he's, and he's too. and which he kind of tries to express a little bit in this scene or so struggles way, with it. The way I read the scene, and I mean, tell me if you disagree, tell but me. it seems like right away, 
JP is sort of willing to overlook the fact that Erling hasn't been there for a while and just to be kind of cool with him. Yeah. And then Erling brings up the concert hall. And yes. that's when JP decides to like throw the guilt grenade and or whatever. And that tells me that for that reason, because of when he brought it up and how he brought it up and because it's such a potent thing to like mm-hmm. throw at somebody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I wondered if he was being evasive about the concert hall. I, that's, or you didn't oh, read it that way? No, that's a good point. Um, I read it more as or I thought – I don't know if this is like a manly man or like I don't even know. They don't feel like equipped to be able to talk about it. Um obviously jp is is having you know struggling a little bit dealing with it but trying to say like what do you say to you know when someone asks you like how are you doing you, you know when do you say yeah. do, i'm never going to walk again i'm never going to be able to do this and this and this again and instead yeah. he just says i'm fine and okay, so maybe he just needed some time to yeah kind of and then erling comes in and starts hammering him and like tries to be nice and then okay. starts going in about this concert hall and he's so I maybe just, not evasive just kind of like, like that's some bullshit is that, yeah like, is that really is the first what time you're talking about me. okay mm-hmm. so it could be either exactly yeah. and especially because we find out that johanna has visited him. yeah what did she, you make of that yeah because so, isn't it it's erling's brother yes it's not johanna's brother okay so yeah the, the she, whole, brother in it's johanna's brother-in-law brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah but the whole okay so when they talk about the concert hall Ling asks him, did you go? And and um, JP says, no, I didn't, but... Johan. Johan invited me. Yes. So the, the subtitles say Johan, which is a normal boy's name. Oh, do you think it was... You think it was a mystery? I can't... I, we listen to that yeah. over and over and over. I, see, I cannot tell if he's saying Johan, which happens to be the first name of the, the foreign, foreign minister. minister is named Johan. Or right. Johanna, Ling's wife. And you can't tell? Just, I can't you tell. You can't hear it? No. Can't hear it. I've bought, like, half the time I'm like, yes, it's Johan. Definitely, definitely. Mm, no, Johanna. Would you call the foreign minister Johan? Yes. Again. Yeah, remember last structure. Yeah. 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 Except yeah. for the king. Yes. The king. Exactly. <sighs> I just want the king to be in this. No, but that's a good point because most of the uh, most of the time they call him Umin, which is short for Utenlingsministeran. Oh, the... Which so, is the, Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Umin, so the Umin, yeah. I haven't... Given that no one else in the show mm-hmm. calls the Minister of Foreign Affairs Yuhan. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It tends me Maybe like, you know, meant Johan. Well, also, if the foreign minister were inviting him, wouldn't that invite come through Joanna, probably? Because she works for oh, him. Oh, good so point. So maybe it's not a huge distinction. Yeah. But good to know. put a pin in. Yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely interesting. I did. I liked it. How did the scene review? I liked it. I liked the yeah. awkwardness of it, the pain. I, I thought it was it was pretty tough. Um, well, and I think it's fair for Erling to say, I'm mad at you. Like, yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, yes, he's suffered so much because of this mistake and he knows oh, yeah. it's his fault. But that's legit. You need to get that stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, because right? literally, I guess they have had no time because I yeah. imagine JP was immediately, was evacuated, immediately evacuated, evacuated from out there. Yeah. yeah. Aye, aye. Um, so... They get the uh, the text. Um, uh, he gets a text about the that the paper has uh, that the papers now have their mission and that he needs to come to the fortress. So um, we we cut to Afghanistan back to the fob. Oh, but before, because Kevin's <laughs> not here and there's no one in the markets. The first oh, yeah. the first of our Kevinisms is JP says good to go. Good to go. Good to go. Yeah. Good to go. Um. But uh, anyway, the next thing we've seen is back on the FOB. Burris is giving the new mission to um, the FSK guys, explaining that they're going to be escorting the foreign minister who is there visiting. Um, they, they, the, the guys comment that they're... <laughs> That their patrol has now suddenly been very small, or is, is much smaller because they've lost two guys. Um, uh, Adela is going to be there to translate. Oh, and I think that is why Adela has a different beret. Remember, wait, because this she's was a translator? Because she is actually not a member of that unit. She's not an yeah, FAK okay. Special Forces. Okay. She is like a translator On slash medic. I think she's also a medic yeah. attached to their unit. Okay. So she is comes from a wholly, wholly different different group. Um, but it's not just the foreign minister who's there. It's also the guy from Oil for Development, right? Rolf? And the Rolf right? and the ambassador. Right. The ambassador, yeah. Yes. So oh, it's yes. A whole, it's a whole... Well, we didn't see whole. Rolf, did we, on this... In this discussion, I don't think he's in the the negotiation. No, he wasn't there for yeah. the negotiation. But is he referenced to as being present in Afghanistan? Is that yeah. what you're picking? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That might have been when they when they I were talking about that. the mission. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, back to the mission. So there's lots of uh, hostile activity in the region, which makes the the FSK guys worry. Um, we see them first um, go out to kind of a field where they um, uh, a kind of a desert field where the minister meets with Haydar. 
they oh wait and i think rolf is there yeah rolf is there for that meeting oh. yeah because he mentions that um first uh, the foreign minister mentions that they are looking into bringing wazima to norway right. and hadar thanks him for that um one of the offline things is that one of the other guys there they make a comment uh, that he's forty percent chance this guy's with the Taliban, which I, I think it's a, no. Actually, what? I didn't think it was the chance that he's with the Taliban. I think they were describing the strength of his connection to it. So this idea that everybody's only partially an ally, that oh, okay. we're sort yeah, of forty yeah, yeah. percent oh. allied to something, sure, sixty percent allied to something else. Mm-hmm. That's how I read it. Sure. Um, they talk more about the land, how they're this is because the, the whole part of this deal is that there's oil underneath. Uh, underneath all the sand and that they want to um, establish some kind of um, a partnership in order to extract the oil. Uh, oh, Rolf is right. there. That's when Rolf says it's not Ekofisk. Yeah, Ekofisk, yeah, which is a, it's a Norwegian oil okay. field. So mm-hmm. and one of the biggest ones. So, yeah, but he says so it's not Ekofisk, but it'll be enough oil. Where is Ekofisk? It's, just, it's offshore, it's I off assume. The shore, yes. All your oil is <laughs> offshore, right? <laughs> yes. It's in the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we learned that it's go- not going to be a Norwegian company extracting the yes, oil. Yes, a local company will be doing the extraction, and Sharif is, again, uh, the one who owns that land. Yeah. So they, the, they go to Sharif's house. I'm completely thrown. Uh, I have no idea what's going on because Sharif is wearing white, so I have no idea to know that he's a bad guy. <laughs> your sense of I know. Yeah. Just, what are we supposed to believe I about know. him? How am I supposed to understand what's going on unless the color scheme you know, tells me <laughs> what to feel? But that other guy is wearing black. The mullah? Yeah. From the Taliban? Oh. Yeah, I guess. Those tend to be the bad guys, right? They don't like kites or women going to school. I think we're, I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say I don't like the Taliban either. No, no, no. Of course he's a bad guy, but like. (laughs) Yeah. Do they, this is a dumb question, but that's okay. Uh, Do they always wear all black? The Taliban? Yeah. I think that black is a big color. I mean, you, you think about like the Islamic State and stuff, they got, they, black is a big thing that they wear. And, um. I oh, think a, in this case it's more of a dramatic choice, sure. and not to like hammer. Home I know this. there's something there's something about the turban. I know in Iran that the different um, turbans that these guys were. God, I'm like this. Is a, <laughs> yeah, we're out. <laughs> Let on me it. try we're to get my way through here. this culture. Stuff. But they somehow about tracing your um, uh, your lineage to uh, Prophet Muhammad. Um, if you can trace it directly, like you wear a black hat, and if you can, then it's a white house. Is for when you when you want to be uh, some kind of cleric. But I think that might only be for. Um, uh, uh, Shiite Islam, whereas I'm a, a Taliban. Oh no, Al Qaeda, Sunni, and stuff. Guys, you know what? I'm just gonna put it like yeah, stop yeah, it yeah, here. Before, before <laughs> I know, I know just enough to get myself in trouble by saying things incorrectly. Exactly. So we're just gonna we're gonna blaze through that and get back to the show. Um, the uh, first half Sharif has a very nice house, um, which <laughs> the ambassador comments on. Uh, we briefly meet uh, Sharif's uh, son who comes by, shakes hand, they, they meet, and then they go to the area that they will be doing the um, having the conversation and Adela will be there for the conversation. So this is the, the discussion between the foreign minister, the Norwegian ambassador, Sharif and Haydar with Adela there to translate at first. So they all sit down and then remove their cell phones. So you know, like, something is up. Why are these guys move, getting rid of their cell phones? Which I presume is just because, no, the, to show they're not recording this in any way. Or what? Show I didn't, faith, I thought. Yeah. And, um, so, which is, like, I, they I have her take her earpiece out. Too. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that, ooh. Um, so they start, they have the conversation. Um, they all sit down to, and, and remove the cell phones. Um, do you feel like uh, FSK should have been notified? That they that like ambassador should be like BT Dubs. Uh, there's gonna be a Italian man so guy showing up. I would think so. I did a very little bit of research, not Jack <gasps> level, more like Ooh. Norway level. What are you talking about? <laughs> I I look at Wikipedia, guys. Oh, no, but the extent to the which you time like, yes. <laughs> I just say it confidently. Um. So I guess Norwegian diplomats were for several years involved in negotiations with Taliban allied individuals, um, that were done not to the knowledge of the united states and purposefully not to the knowledge of the united states so if you're okay. trying to keep something that quiet yeah and i don't know that they're necessarily harking no, back to point. that but um, so they were trying this was what you know like this a was a norwegian of- diplomat working with um who had some talks with a variety of in- individuals including mullah omar oh okay yeah and so and those uh okay yeah so they and they were um i assume this was a couple of years ago 
and that mm-hmm. so I think mi- we're tar- starting in 2007 and maybe going through sure because I remember there was a period that they talked about trying to negotiate some kind mm-hmm. of deal to Taliban because the ISAF forces more wanted to go after like made the kind of made the decision like we want to go after Al-Qaeda and the terrorist guys that might be making attacks against the West and might be, be able more to of an nego- American goal and um, yes whereas the Taliban like that's some maybe there's there's a group of guys there that we can that aren't as hardcore that we can negotiate some kind of deal with yeah that is interesting and i mean i think it also get back, gets back to the thing that i think is most prevalent mm-hmm. in this episode which is how much of an ally are you so you have yeah. norway which isn't totally an ally to the u.s i mean mm-hmm. it hasn't been part of this plot yet that that's being done there are no friends the there are like, only interests yeah not to be too corny but that's yeah. really interesting oh mm-hmm. see this is the kind of research i like thank you sam <laughs> So Mullah Ahmed shows up to the conversation and the FSK all, uh, guys all worry. Um, yeah, I understand why they why they maybe didn't tell them because obviously at the end of the conversation, they talk about how the, what a big deal is that he even showed up in the first place. Well, so this was maybe really he's violating something by being there or risking oh, something I'm by sure. being there. Like yeah. it's probably, so it was a good he's probably in exile, potentially and, in Pakistan at that point, maybe. And yeah. I would think. I, and I love Adela is on the ball. I love her how she very no, sees him, knows Gets who this guy on, is, yeah. and puts the headscarf over like, there. Oh, okay. <laughs> love Adela. Um, and so the he arrives, and the foreign minister makes his pitch, um, saying that there is a framework to work off of, and that Norway can help them, and that they, they he wants peace. Um, and th- I think this is maybe the, this goes to that the peace at any cost thing. Mm-hmm. So it's now we're seeing Money. this yeah. is much more like, OK, do we negotiate with, you know, these bad guys who, mm-hmm. you know, as has he says, in, well, in you know the where the money is going. So if you give money to these guys, does that money end up killing? Yeah. Is it, is it worth yeah. dealing with a brutal regime like the Taliban in order to bring stability and prosperity to, to the Afghan people? Because they hope that this will be able to f- provide energy and wealth to the Afghans. But ultimately, they have to make a decision. Are we going to be funding yeah. The, the Taliban with weapons or essentially money for that is obviously going to be used for, you know, their their war. Um, so Zarmani says that, um, that that they will accept the Norwegian deal if everyone else agrees. So they got to get the Taliban to agree. But the Taliban, um, he says that the, the Taliban needs to agree not to disrupt the oil deal. Otherwise, it is not financially worth them going with the Norwegians. If they go with the Norwegian deal, the Taliban is still harassing mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work out. In that case, Sharif says he would rather just go to the Chinese because the Chinese... Wait, I got a question. Why wouldn't the Taliban be a spoiler for the Chinese deal? I think they would to the Chinese, but it's not Sharif's problem okay. anymore. If he just cedes the land over, gets the money from the Chinese, it's uh, okay. a white elephant. It's their, they, they have to okay. go deal with him. Whereas if he has this deal... Where they have the local company staying, mm-hmm. then maybe he he um, he has more invested in it, it going forward. Okay. Um, that is my understanding. Um, so Mullah Ahmed questions what the foreign minister can offer. Um, he wants money to support the Taliban war in exchange for agreeing to this deal. <sighs> what do you what do you do if you're the foreign minister? I mm, I do like his little because he he asks he's like. Is there any way we can do yeah, this not, without supporting the Taliban? And they all go, no. no. I mean, no, I get the impression please. that this is a first meeting. So you're mm-hmm. just kind of, the purpose of this meeting yes. is not to have an agreement. It's to get a no. sense of what people are interested in, where yeah. they're willing to compromise. But right? if that is the deal, if that was the deal, like, do you think that would have been it, worth making in the abstract? Would you give money, funding to the, basically, basically, would you pay the Taliban not to attack you and thereby funding them hoping that in the long run it would pay off come down to like how much money like is that how you make that call well there's i'm sure there's two things i'm sure it's yeah how much money do we give to these guys and what they do with it versus even if you give and then there's the other aspect which is even if you give one dollar and there is one dollar that you can trace that is directly going from the norwegian government is directly funding the taliban yeah that political fallout when that inevitably leaks um, so I, when I was watching this episode with yeah. Jason, you told me a funny story. It's not totally relevant, so we can cut it. Nope, we're going to do it. <laughs> really Tell funny. me. One thing they do to figure out who, if they're dealing with these new actors in negotiations and they're not entirely sure who mm-hmm. has the most power, they set out like, so if there's four, if there's five people, they set out like four glasses of water and one Coke and they see who takes the Coke. What? Isn't that interesting? So Wait, then, who, who does this? Uh, I guess the... U.S. military has done this, and like in meetings when they're not entirely sure what the power dynamic is, because maybe it was something before, but it could have changed now. And That's so that. smart. Isn't that kind of clever? Oh. 
Wow. So I was looking, but I think everybody has teeth. I love that. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to awesome. start doing that at home. I'd take that Coke. No, I don't. I know who runs this house. <laughs> so they they uh, get up to leave, and Haydar says that it was a good first round simply because Ahmed showed up. Well, uh, now we actually know what Haydar's value is to the yes. government. It's as a, like a conduit to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. He's a middleman. He's connected. Get people to sit down. He, yep. Yeah, he's got, obviously got connections through you know through to the Taliban, but it's also going to be seen as an intermediary between them. Um, on the uh, FSK mounts up and leaves on the way back. The minister has an important uh, errand. Errand he needs to run, <laughs> yeah. and so he's taking a leak. And Adela sees the sees a bonfire, and uh, Hans Ivar sees another one, and so they they see that these are signals to the Taliban are, are sending to, to one another, and they're like, "It is time to go." Yes, the, back in the car. In I the car. feel like uh, he's really slow to get back in the car. Yeah, the minister. Yeah, I'm kind of like, dude, like was it that guy Erling does not time? have any understanding of what's good. that's why and maybe Erling isn't being terribly urgent yeah but like in the beginning too when they when they're first when they're first briefed on the briefed on the mission the commander says like oh uh like the foreign minister has chosen to yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and and so this guy doesn't I guess I just think if you're making the people like these are the people that have to take a bullet for you yes and you're making their life harder at least like show some respect by getting into the car faster yeah like sure I don't know yeah, I like him in general. I don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's. I understand he's playing. He's playing on a different level to, to what he thinks is the the long term. He looks a little scared in the car. Like, yeah, doesn't he? understandably. No, yeah. yeah <laughs> so um, the we get to the the ambush where Erling um, spot when they're driving up. Erling spots a possible site for the ambush. He approaches in the lead vehicle uh, vehicle and requests drone to Overwatch for any activity, which they quickly spot. Um, a group of armed individuals approaching from the rear and that's they're giving commentary whoever's on the radio is saying like these guys are 20 kilometers out 10 kilometers out and mm-hmm. they definitely have weapons so they're afraid of getting um uh taken by, um, the, by these guys coming up the road from the rear they go up to the riverbed overlooking the location of the ambush and um ha- they see men they deploy out and they can see that there's guys just being creepy <laughs> like yeah wearing black wearing all being, <laughs> wearing black, wearing black just creepy. heads kind of poking out well, and, and everybody's playing off of what they know the other group's rules of engagement are yes so, so they know it so they yeah. clearly know enough to hide uh their, they know their they weapons. can't be shot at yes because the rules so of engagement are they're only allowed to engage people who are openly at least have weapons mm-hmm. and they are i said there's 650 weapons was yeah. the test right yeah they observe the the site from 650 meters away so that's like seven football fields that is a long range um, so this might be really dishonest, but as this whole mm-hmm. thing unfolds, why can't you just say, "Yeah, I saw weapons"? That's what like I like the way cops like, do. Like, like well, not all cops, no, yeah, well, cops, but like, yeah, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, like oh, I, I thought swerving. Nobody can tell he you. He wouldn't. That they, he wouldn't take his hands out of his pockets. Let's get yeah, our story straight. Like, maybe they know they all have cameras, or maybe I mean, actually, not that the camera would pick. I mean, that the up. camera yeah. necessarily show everything. I mean, cops have. I mean, that maybe these guys are just like they're very disciplined. They're disciplined they're ethical, and they know they're they. That's which is what you want. It's like these guys know the rules. They they're disciplined. They know and. I mean, no, I guess it's who knows, like, which guy's the guy that's going to call and say, like, yeah, I see a gun. Because they know, I think they all trust Erling to know what to be, what to do. And so, man, these rules of engagement must be frustrating. Because it's obviously, these guys are so shady. Yeah. Like, you're like, and you know, like, oh, they're, they're in an abandoned building. Mm-hmm. There's, we have guys with guns approaching from the rear. Obviously, something is going down. Um, so Erling decides to make the call to take him out. Um, turns out he was right. Those guys did have weapons. So they, they shoot all the, the guys. Um, quickly they they uh um doesn't that make it okay though like if when they after the fact why didn't they not bring that up yeah why didn't they say like yeah they yeah. didn't have but then we fired well, they could be one holding shot defensively. Mm. they had right? you could still say that was a defensive weapon uh, i mean these yeah, the, i think yeah, that's a hard i understand yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but that's why they can't. But I, but I still understand. I still totally get that mm-hmm. this is something that the Norwegian public would get very upset about, even though they were like they were yeah. right. They did have it's guns, confusing, and they yeah. were, you know, the Norwegian public would be like, oh uh, yeah, and you understand like just seeing just seeing what the public sees from the video because they don't have the context of you know the foreign minister there and they you know they um haven't served in the military. They don't know what it's like, and so I, I can understand how it's. How it must be frustrating to to be in that situation as a soldier and know like 
hey, I, I know what I'm doing in this situation and someone else, you know, what from, you know, thousands of miles away sees a, a clip of something and can't, they don't have the full story. But um, why do you think the Taliban, so was it Mullah Ahmed that sent these dudes? Yeah. I mean, I, well, yeah. or him or somebody that knew he was going, because I imagine the Taliban does not think is one mind or have yeah, one yeah. opinion about whether these negotiations. Why do you think he tried on? to have uh, the foreign minister killed? I, I don't know that that's the goal. Why okay. are we so sure that it's him? I guess not. So you think this is just an incidental thing that the Taliban spotted them and was trying to ambush him? Or Or knew that they were there, but didn't necessarily know that they came from speaking with Malamud or that Malamud sent them. I think that's the problem with violence around negotiation times is that you don't know whether to infer from it that someone is trying to spoil the negotiations or if it's just coincidental. Or how how much does someone have control over a decentralized organization like like the Taliban? Mm -hmm. Huh. That's a good point. Well, during, so in the firefight, uh, Hans Ivar is hit, and that's where he says the quote that ends up going um, um, in the story, that it felt good to kill. Um, no, he says, fun, it feels good to kill, which means, like, holy fuck, it feels good to kill. <laughs> which is that? Are these <laughs> the a fuck fir- is not being translated, are right? These? It's going straight to damn. Didn't you tell us that? In one yeah, episode? yeah. Well, I don't know how they translated this one. I think it's just felt but good. Oh, damn, damn. Felt, yeah, damn, damn, it felt good to kill. Headline, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely rougher <laughs> than that. Did are these is this the first guys that he's killed? Like are these I guess this is the no. first firefight that they've been in. No. While would he be Why saying it? I mean would, I guess yeah, is he saying that It's just like right in now the, in this feel, moment. Yeah, okay, yeah. good. All right. Well, he's frustrated he just lost his buddy, right? So yeah. it feels good to Yeah. Get it and he got hit in the arm. Um the the helmet <laughs> the helmet cameras when we were first watching it really really bothered me when they would cut to it because oh, yeah. it was so obvious that it was a different kind of camera. Like they they were filming the battle scenes and then it would cut to the head camera and it's like oh this is so this is that. so much worse quality it looks like just a head mounted camera and then later on you see why they did that oh it, well yeah. then later on I'm like oh it was a head mounted camera this is supposed to be the actual footage that their can't yeah. their heads came at so uh, well done you got me guys <laughs> um they uh we drive by the the site where we see the bodies of the uh, Taliban guys they get just killed and and they return to the fob and now we get to the scene where the other shoe drops with Sven. So it turns out that Sven stole Hans Ivar's um, helmet cam when while Hans was getting treated by the medic. Um, and we see that his article was released. Um, I love that the article was in... Vega? Was it Vega? <laughs> yeah. The tabloid newspaper that they were joking about, about him before. It's the American equivalent. Like the... Um, like... National Enquirer? Yeah. Okay, I didn't yeah. know if it was that bad. Is what yeah, I was. Yeah, oh no, 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 yeah, no. It's it, kind of, or it's like kind of, the New York oh, Post. National Enquirer maybe? broke with Monica Lewinsky. Oh, there you go. Well, no, because they're and always about like Hillary Clinton's secret alien baby. <laughs> yeah, Both those no. stories. Find the truth. <laughs> so the 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 uh, it, uh, the article is released. Um, Wait, before we go to that, I yeah. think Kevin would want us to reference the most beautiful retort in all of Norwegian. What was it? <laughs> you know. No, it was. yeah, you but I don't want to say it. It's yourself while shitting i i didn't know was that oh yeah, yeah. Phrase, or no, is that, no i've never heard this well it might be now oh, i, I totally missed that who says this hanziva um big dude who got shot hanziva yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he that's says what he would yeah. say um lovely that's awesome. lovely turn of phrase yes um okay. you even you, <laughs> i'm so glad you said <laughs> that <Nami. laughs> well it struck me as i didn't know if that was like a common, <laughs> phrase. common Norwegian <laughs> phrase. <laughs> like, well it might be now i've popularizing okay, it. i'm sorry we can get back to the newspaper so why did this article why is this article coming out now three months after i mean oh, i guess that's, that's a good point is that why? too long i don't know enough about like i mean if it takes three months to gather and assemble an article and then maybe because it. it was just one part of his whole article uh, that he his wrote about his thing. entire assignment yeah and that was just the pullout quote yeah okay i'll take that okay so uh, we're back at the fort and all the FSK guys are reacting to that. Ekeberg is worried about how it's going to play since they opened fire without seeing any weapons. Um, he, he, they, they, and they can't say that like, oh, it's because we were escorting the foreign minister and this was a threat. And yeah, they, they can't say that. Um, oh, they did an other Kevinism. Uh, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. Um, the d- defense minister come denounces the act and says that she's assembling an investigation to look into these guys. Uh, we, we cut to the foreign minister who, um, who's back in, in his office with Johanna talking, um, saying that, saying like, well, they were escorting me. So <laughs> I don't think Johanna even knew that. No. no. Yeah. And she asked like, so who is in command? And he's like, 
patrol leader or like yeah. <laughs> freezer and she's like because ah. economy of storytelling <laughs> yes right because, because there are 10 people in norway and they yes. are all in this yeah, show and they all yeah oh how is um, their relationship going yeah. actually i feel like they okay so in this conversation when mm-hmm. she's willing to um overrule him on what's best with john petter yeah that struck me as like okay yes like church and state when you're doing your job yeah until it's family right i really thought she was out of line yeah and um well here let's so let's get over over to that scene so the uh, on the way they the foreign minister and johanna they're heading over to the fsk guys on the way out they bump into hector and brush him off (laughs) the fruit guy yeah really annoying yeah he is because he's hectoring them uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to do it, but we don't have Kevin, so Shut the jokes up, are going to be worse. So. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Okay. So they, they have the meeting. Um, the foreign minister thanks all the guys in the FSK, um, and then, but uh, the Earl, um, excuse me, Eckeberg sends them out with their pizza. And yeah, uh, how cute is that? I like they're just hanging out, laying low, man. And the foreign minister says that he is with the FSK guys and that someone needs to go defend them on TV. So Johanna recommends. Jan Peter and Erling disagrees. And Again, why are they sending the guy who yeah. is traumatized <laughs> and been through a lot and probably not in the best place? Terrible choice. Because they don't. Because they. So yeah, they want. They need to send somebody that's not co. Someone that's, that's not, not like no longer. Yeah. Why couldn't like Eckerberg or somebody go out? Or I maybe I don't know what's because the, he's less sympathetic, isn't that what they say? John Petter is going to play well on TV. He will. Yes, yes that's yes. true. And he. Which, by the way, we just learned the like danger of not choosing your words carefully. Yeah. Like, and she's just saying, okay. Yeah. Right. So I, I and I guess it's also it's interesting to me because this Minister of Defense is on is on going to be on the program, and then they're sending a member of the military to go get in a conversation then like i don't know yeah why is that, that seems that like you acceptable? know you, yeah that seems like oh i totally want... buy that yeah oh, yeah no way flat structure yeah <laughs> Love yeah, it. yeah no is, there, is it a gendered thing is that part of why he's so comfortable questioning the defense minister or no it's just flat structure no it's just flat structure okay. it's just and mm-hmm. it's just saying like also she appears to be a she the the defense minister appears to be a civilian Yes. member of it so it's not yeah. like and not a, very good at her job thus or, far in the or not very good I don't but know like that. She the way the she has been the way she has been portrayed in the show thus far is she doesn't know the realities of war she doesn't understand she sends us to these places without yeah. you know having the full yeah i took that more as that she's is, is again she's a civilian member and so she doesn't know you know if, if i think it'd be very different if like she was a mil- like a military general and he and, and she should be up was on it right yeah you one would think her statement was also much more about the language used than about the fact yeah that the roe were so violated, it was more which about is not the, the important issue exactly so, so like, she was more concerned with optics than the well, and I didn't yeah. know if she was just answering that question because that question was an easier one to answer. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. That there isn't. Well, here, let's – so before they, they have the, the NRK interview, yeah. they, they kind of settle on um, asking JP to, to do, the, do the, the broadcast. So Erling goes to talk to him. Um, I did like the way the foreign minister handled himself in that meeting too when mm-hmm. um, Erling and Joanna are going back and forth about it because it – he could have just been, okay, we're we're doing this one way. But the foreign minister does take a minute to speak to Erling and turn to him, look yeah. at him, and say, this is why we're doing it. And I think a very respectful way. Like, yeah. I give him credit for And Johanna, the thing got to me, I wrote, is how cold and effective she is. Because, like, this yeah. is her brother-in-law to say we should put him on because the loss of his legs is going to play well on TV. Yeah. Like, it could also play like oh. you're exploiting him, though. Like, I feel like yeah. a lot of people could see through that. I don't, yeah. She also doesn't know what Erling knows, which is that, there's something a little bit shady about JP's activities. Yeah. So there's another reason to question whether mm-hmm. you want to make him a public figure. True. Man, that's interesting. Um, so JP goes and talks to Erling, and um, oh yeah, that's a, another thing about JP. So JP during the the, the when he talks to Sven uh, on the broadcast is saying like how we don't act out of anger, we don't act out of like we are you know we are trained soldiers, we 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 don't act out of emotion. I'm like. Dude, you lost your legs because you totally flipped out, yeah, yeah, and like, so you are abs- <laughs> That's exactly what you did. But I understand his defense. Uh, so I thought ben. that was totally hypocritical. Of and nothing him. Sven says is wrong. It's his smirk while he's saying. He, oh, he's, you know a, what I mean? He, he has such a punchable face. Yeah. In, in the red hair just doesn't help. In the city where you know where I come from and he comes from, we actually have a we have a 
expression for that. He mm-hmm. is a, and I hope he's listening to this. No, no. <laughs> please don't. Um, <laughs> it's called a drahtetrine. Drahtetrine. And it kind of means like you have that sort of face that attracts your fist. Like you <laughs> want to. You, it'll get him punched though. Like we're supposed to want to punch him. Like oh, he's yeah. good and in this. If you've seen <laughs> other things so that mean. he's been in, he's very. He's always ch- the he's guy g- you want to punch? No, no, no. He oh. can be very charming. He can oh, be that's very great, cute. Then. Yeah, no, so he's, he's just a good actor. actor. So he's a good actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Erling uh, talks to JP and uh, says that he wants him to, to. They want him to go do the conversation. Um, uh, JP says that he's up for it, e- even though he had been um, discharged. So JP also he figures out during the, their conversation that they must have been an important mission for the ROE to have changed because mm-hmm. he knows that Erling wouldn't have opened fire and mm-hmm. if there wasn't something going on. So Erling uh, tells him that the that the foreign minister was coming. He also tells him that uh, Adela is guarding Wasima and that Erling uh, had killed Sharif, which. <laughs> so when because eventually we're all gonna have to get back to the whole murder of sharif and who is doing these texts and because before we were thinking oh, yeah, that, that's JP, not part of the show. that jp <laughs> was part of this but his reaction there seemed very like yeah very like, genuine, very genuine very that he like, didn't know. Oh. so we're gonna get back i have guys as, as a preview i have a web <laughs> chart i have a web chart here it's where i Jeff. i have made i have made theories so i sound like a crazy person got uh, corkboard and thread and yes everything. we're we will go over this at the end um, and I will present my case again. This is why there's a difference between your <laughs> level of research and our level of research. We're way less invested. So <laughs> we show up. Um, we Thirty also, minutes before we got here, I was like, "Oh wait, we're recording." Okay. We uh, 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 we find out that JP has been ignoring Adela's calls, and that sucks. And it's like she's been trying to reach out to him. No, but I, he's trying to let her move on, right? It could I be know. an honorable thing, right? Yeah, but man, and also it's like got, his. Life I love complete. Adela. Okay, she would yeah. not leave him just for that. She, I'm pro Adela. But he, he would want her too because he wants her to <sighs> live a full life. Yeah, I don't think well, like when no. you're in that situation, you can't judge anyone about yeah, how they no. react. Like people yeah. handle that. So. Yeah, exactly. So now we get to the uh, the NRK broadcast, um, which is totally legit, by the way. Is it? Yeah, that's the NRK studio. That's the NRK broadcaster. Oh. Yeah, it'd be like if they brought in like, oh, like some NBC. Yeah, yeah. Wolf Blitzer, some doing a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? That's huh. cool. So I was like, oh, I know her. Well, again, um, Fox Ben. Uh, yeah, I hate him. Um, the minister distances herself from the FSK and says that they're going to look into it. JP shows up in his uniform, which means he's been reinstated. Um, and uh, he, he has the, the uh, he gives kind of a speech defending him. I was confused by this speech that he gave, his first conversation. JP's speech? Yes. I don't know if it didn't translate to English well, because I had to watch it twice before I got it, because he was, he was I, I felt he was talking very nebulously, and it was kind of hard for me to understand. Because um, he says he reviews what Sven was saying, and he's, that they are, they are highly trained, and that he says they're highly trained, and they're not acting out of anger. But he goes into this scenario that he says, if we saw a man stoning to death a woman, then you would want to act, but we would not act because that's war, not peace. And I didn't track what that meant. But okay, so you're confused. Faces. Uh, yeah, no, I had trouble with it too. I didn't know if the point yes. was we experience such intensely emotional scenarios and we still don't act, which is proof that we're capable of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So but yeah, no, it's a little weird. And he says that F- – so I think what he's trying to say is that these FSK guys would only act if there was a threat. What he's saying is we don't mm-hmm. act on emotion if we saw – Even like, though we experience awful things. Yeah, we experience awful yeah. things through the through the, the war. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But we don't – we only act when there's military – you know, when justified war kind of actions mm-hmm. are happening. So yeah, the I fact – if it. looking at this video, the commander who's in charge only acted because he saw a genuine threat. Um, and we need to trust him for that. Again, I, I, like I said before, I think this is completely ironic because JP totally yeah. acted out of anger yeah. when he tried to kill Shuri for in in as vengeance for Sigurd. Um, and he does say the thing when he's like, "Well, the ca- the cameras didn't show what was behind them." And there was this moment of like, "What is he gonna say?" But he he ultimately didn't say that it was the um, that they, they were with the foreign minister, uh, Sven. I have here in a notes, it still has a punchable face. 
Yes. Yeah, he gets his come up. And yes, because JP accuses him of stealing the camera. And, and he does not out, and, just no. deny it. Yes, <laughs> then squirms and avoids the question, and he has that smile. And then we have the flash, the mm-hmm. the reaction shots of everyone yeah, smiling because like, he's yeah. been got. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of emph- a lot of emphasis on the quote unquote like war culture um of these fsk guys and i imagine that is harder to grapple with as a norwegian um which i was thinking because as um you know norway represents itself to the world as the country that gives out the nobel peace prize so it's kind of weird to have some of your countrymen identifying with a strong war culture and there yeah there is almost no military culture Mm -hmm. i would say in norway like and and that's weird because pretty much every boy and now also every girl um has done conscription and they've all been in the military and they've all you know fired guns and Mm -hmm. been trained well the ones that are eligible right yeah yeah, but still that's more than in the united states and we have a very strong military culture yeah but here there's much more you know you talk about it you think about it Mm, like the the way that this country um honors veterans and talks about it Mm -hmm. is is very different from it's just not a topic I thought it was it harkened to me back to the uh, Obama's Nobel Peace speech that is is the start of all the credits because he you know he won the Nobel Prize and he despite actively running a war during you know Mm -hmm. at the time that he won it and actually his comments about how military action is important and so yeah I just thought that was interesting how Norwegians must have to deal with the fact that you know they engage in war but are supposed to be like the leaders of peace. Yeah, and it's not mm-hmm. um I think most Norwegians probably just we just kind of ignore it and and say like no, we don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh our second biggest export is not military equipment. No, yeah, it's, it's oil not, and guns and stuff. You guys yeah, sell. it's number 1 petroleum, mm-hmm. number 2 military equipment. Really? Yeah. Not like agriculture. Oh yeah, Kongsberg, Namo, all those I guys. I assumed it was salmon. That's number 3. Se- really is it? Seafood's number 3. It's good salmon. Yeah. <laughs> um the, uh, the uh, broadcast finishes and Sven walks out and he gets a text that says, quote, humiliated and stripped, soon you'll receive something interesting. He gets this from an unknown number and we see that he receives the CCTV footage of Erling uh, killing Sharif. There was actually a video of him killing Sharif. I know we at least saw him walking in. I yeah. assume it's the whole video of him killing him. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, because that's what it actually says on the on the newspaper at the end. So um, he calls someone saying that he has a story, and then we get some quick clips of, of everybody. So we see Erling returning home. Johanna and Erling are having a, their happy family, domestic yeah. bliss, touching everything. Worked okay. through it. Worked through it. Good team. Um, because it worked out. Yes. <laughs> JP is visited by Eckberg. Yeah. And, and I think Eckberg hands him hard drives. He hands him Did you something. see that? No. He hands him some. Mm. He hands him some because Eggberg um, walks in and JP tries to like shake. They shake hands, mm-hmm. and he places something down next to him. And you see JP is looks like kind of a little confused, trying to be like, "What? Okay, what's?" You know, as Eckberg is clearly talking to him about something, and he places something. It's like silver and orange, and it reminds me of like those external hard drives. Yeah, or it's a box the, or in something. The beginning, in, award? in the beginning, I thought it was the same award that everyone else got. Yeah. Maybe it was that's a metal, maybe it's but that. I don't know, the it or- didn't quite look like maybe that. it's that. I'm probably overanalyzing it, but it looked like he was hand- giving him something. So I, yeah. I don't know what that was. Maybe it was just like a thank you. Hey, you did a really good job. Here's. I thought that yeah, was yeah. the import of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he uh, uh, then the last thing we see is the cover of the newspaper showing Erling um, and the murder and Erling's faces is blurred out. And I think they did a terrible job blurring out his face because it's really obvious that you could tell, like, hey, doesn't that look like Axel Henny? <laughs> well, it is. Yeah. Not if you don't. If you don't know. No. I know. But wouldn't, it be funny, wouldn't it be funny if, like, the next one was like, this guy kind of looks like Axel Henny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he exists in the world of the show. That but that is the end of episode four. What did you guys think? How does this compare? Is this better or worse oh, than the last one? Oh, much stronger. Yeah. I loved it. Great CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Worked for you. <laughs> got me not a lot um so it's a lot we got a lot from afghanistan explaining and introducing to mullah omar and all that so that gave a lot of filling in kind of the deal that all of this was was starting um that the that the norwegians and, and the taliban were trying to put together um not a whole lot in the, to the back to the mystery of who killed like who is the texting person that's 
organize the murder girl of this yes. show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> XO, XO, Murder Sharif. XO, XO, the Taliban. Um, yeah, so I thought I agree. I thought this was better than the than the previous mm-hmm. episode. So up there. And the deal's important, so it was good that we listened to the stuff about the deal. Do you guys Jack, want my yeah. theory? Okay. <laughs> yes. Do you please okay. share right So there. I made a web web chart with all the characters <laughs> here, and you'll see starting with in the middle is Sharice murder, and there's a web chart going out explaining all the other characters and how they relate. And and so I've 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 gone through uh, who who could this could possibly be. And everyone else listening now should just turn it off because this this should be the end of the podcast. And the rest is just me giving my crazy theory. <laughs> do you guys want to hear it? We really want to hear it. We okay. do want to hear it. So yeah. I ran through with all the characters that we've seen in the show or people that have been kind of mentioned and who could possibly have done this. Mm-hmm. And so first off, I said, like, ah, obviously, like, Erling and Johanna are not, like, the people because they're the ones, they're conduits which, which we're seeing the show. And I ruled out, like, the other FSK Wait, guys. Are comfortable with Johanna being a conduit? Oh, okay. she, that she wasn't the one, like, sending no. the texts okay. yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Right. Okay, because I'm trying to figure out ultimately, like, who is, yes, there's other people that can be kind of pawns in the game. But uh, they're, like, if this whole thing turns out that, like, Rolf did it. I'm going to be like, no, no, no. He needs way more people in support to be able to do this on on, on okay, his own. So, I said, so I've got there. Um, I don't think JP seems – after this episode, I think the chances of him being, like, really, really involved have lessened to me just given his reaction to how he talked to um, Erling about the reaction of Sharif being killed and, and stuff. Doesn't mean he can't be a pawn. Um, Eckerberg, because we've talked about Eckerberg. Uh-huh, yep. Because he's got that kind of... Why would Eckeberg... So maybe if he wanted Sharif to be killed. And why would he want to drag his own team through all of this? And put Wasima in danger. Yes. It seems overly complicated and and unnecessary to leak the... Especially to leak the information to Sven now. If he wanted Sharif... Wait, you think it's the same person that ordered them... That got... You know, the sort of the hit taken out, like who the also same is guy who's going to leak it to the newspaper. Po- they, yeah, because okay. they possibly take yes. down to both. spoil the negotiation. That's but why that, you would do that all makes this? it feel like the whole point of this is to take down the FSK team, not and Sharif is a like the death of Sharif is like. Oh, if I feel like the goal is going to be to spoil a negotiation. It's going to be oh. to spoil the deal. Oh yes. Oh, we're oh ge- wow. We're getting get there. We're getting okay. there. All right. The foreign minister who we all thought was. Too good looking to be yes. trustworthy and too young. I don't know why he would be leaking all this info to Sven, uh, especially exposing his own trip, like, or why he would kill Sharif. Because obviously, it looks like he was genuinely trying to work out a deal with Sharif and those yeah. guys. And so having Sharif killed as this moment doesn't feel like this would be helpful to his deal. And, and seeing all of his reactions makes it feel like it's not him. Uh, then I've got Rolf and Hector. I need more info on both of them. It's not Hector. It's not the fruit guy. Yeah, fruit of life. And I, Rolf. Uh, <laughs> Rolf, I need more info. Maybe he's been controlled. It could be a, that. I, I, I don't know. Hadar. I don't think Hadar because Hadar, I do not think, would use his niece as bait. No. I, I, I also all. think Hadar is very pro this deal. Yes. And I've decided that that is the goal of this. Uh, I have the Taliban. <laughs> um, I don't think in the general. Taliban would have been able to pull off this. No, no not, not with as much of it this. happening in Norway yes. as it is. <laughs> I have uh, the Americans because yeah. <laughs> the Americans I put a, a question mark on because we haven't seen it. There's been like not a lot they of just haven't been a part yes, of the show. Yes. But so the only thing I could see my evidence was that um, first off, when we looked JPEL, remember they said a JPEL target. Mm-hmm. That is an American acronym. Okay. Um, yeah, but they use American acronym. I, this is all simple. I'm separate. sorry. Go ahead. Feel free, you can poke all the holes okay. in it after. So then, um, <laughs> so we haven't seen them yet, but um, the U.S. tends to like killing Taliban dudes. Um, so they obviously, the U.S. has the technology to be able to hack stuff and I'm sure spoof a, a phone text message and make it look like it's coming from somebody else. But, um, I don't know why they would go to the F- effort to shame the FSK and to make sure like Erling, like yeah, Erling yeah, gets yeah. caught. Like they would just want this dude dead and then, and move on from it, which gets again to my final theory, which goes back to where I planted my flag in episode one, that it's the Chinese. Okay. <laughs> The Chinese are doing this. I feel like a crazy person, and you're all staring at yeah, me kind no, of weird. I don't buy that. Okay. The Chinese have the technological capabilities. If Sharif was in Norway to finalize the deal between the Norwegians 
and the uh, the Taliban slash Sharif, mm-hmm. that means the Chinese deal is not working. Yeah. So uh-huh. the Ch- China would benefit from the deal falling apart. It would allow them to get access to the oil. And China already is in the show through kind of the Nobel Peace Prize stuff. So okay. at least they've been mentioned. We've seen some Chinese characters who have been uh-huh. talking about the no- negotiations and trying to make a lot of money. So the hack camera from the CCTV video shows Erling killing. So they would could have the technical capabilities to get the um, to get to monitor and know that Sharif is there, know that Wazim is there, and could try to orchestrate a situation where Erling would go and kill Sharif. That would make sense of why killing Sharif because the deal can collapse. Then it would make sense for them to leak the information to show that Erling did it because it's an FSK officer. Because if that goes in the public and the Taliban says, hey, look, Norwegian soldiers killed Sharif when they said he was supposed to be there for the deal. Screw the Norwegians. We hate those guys now. We're going to turn to the Chinese. Therefore, <laughs> no, you the know what? Chi- that actually that makes, yeah, a, lot no, that makes a lot of sense. Chinese intelligence or government or whatever have done this. QED. I am a crazy person. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think that's a, I a, think that's a, a good very theory good because, theory, yeah. <laughs> because the theory that would make it an American um, action, you're right, wouldn't explain. Uh, why you would bother shaming shaming because the, that the yeah. big thing now because they do have something to gain yeah. i mean uh, uh, yeah. you know they might not want money to go and why do you want to so there's a motive the for the u.s but it does, wouldn't make that part make oh, sense. because yeah. if it was americans they just like straight up kill this dude so so there you go china <laughs> china <laughs> did china. it now. you gotta do this and all of this is Wait, all this of it. isn't something china all, does though. Uh, sh- sh- like Okay, all of this right. again fla- it's TV as i okay, said okay. in the first episode i put my flag in this in this china deal. deal and that's why wait so now from now on jack will be talking about the russians the so there we go so that's all my right. theory guys it's possible uh, i think right. they need to be a bigger character yeah they need to have a we need to have a person well i need a, yeah, maybe it'll it because be i want a nebulous if anything happens with on well we do have chinese characters we've already seen from the pilot and then they're in on Chan. I don't know what's going on with that. If the Nobel Peace Prize deal is anything to do with that, but yes. Okay, cool. Well, everyone can tell email my theory or email me about <laughs> this theory and tell me why my theory sucks. Um, and you can email us at occupiedpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we'll see. What, I'm afraid that the next episode is going to come out and it's just going to completely just like blow up. <laughs> everything i just said but it's okay because it gave me a little bit of joy for the moment that i got to make my web chart kevin will be back (laughs) next week yeah thanks guys all right we'll see you guys later bye bye